Welcome to Pathfinder Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian. Good morning, class. You may be seated. Today's lesson is on the Dusk Walker race. This is part of our race overview series where we go over all the possible player races. And right now we're on the planar adventures races. This tall, gray-skinned woman's eyes flicker with determination. Her somber attire is decorated with small bones. Let me tell you, Christian, right off the bat, no build-up, no hesitation. These guys are pretty cool. Because they're called Dusk Walkers, and they have bones. <laughs> they're Dusk Boys. They watch a lot of Rooster Teeth. They're <laughs> Dusk Boys. They like Achievement Hunter. They're watching them videos. No, there's actually just, there's just a lot of cool lore for them. They get like about a page of lore, and I think it's all pretty good. It's interesting to... You gotta know a little bit about Phrasma. Phrasma don't like undead. Phrasma lives in the boneyards. The cycle pomps work for her. Cycle pomps like to keep the order of life and death in balance, make sure people die at the right times, make sure people don't come back as undead because that's a no-no. Apparently two, like, big hat cycle pomps were, like, arguing one day, and one was like, hey, people that died too early, their soul should get a second chance. And the other one was like, yeah, sure, I guess, but there can only be, like, this many of them at one time. Deal? Deal. And so they were born, and... Birth is a really cool thing for members of this race. They're born out of sacred places like cemeteries or other hallowed ground. And they're just, oop, there's this eight-year-old boy or girl in white robes with a little satchel full of food and water. Amazing. They disappear spontaneously. There's no actual birth. There's no parents. Just these souls get a second chance. They just kind of get put into the material plane. You have to cut the umbilical cord out of the soil. <laughs> you got to use a bone to do it. It won't break with anything else. I like the part here about how they choose their names that, you know, some of it's tradition. Maybe the, the people that get adopted help them. And some is just select a string of syllables. That sounds nice to them. <laughs> do they give an example? Akuna uh, Matata. Done. What a wonderful <laughs> phrase. Ten most popular... Duskwalker names. <laughs> Just one, Akuna Matata. <laughs> that and Sharkbait Uhaha. There's this interesting point about how, I guess this is Galarian lore, I don't know. At some point, prophecies just stopped working. I don't know why, how, or what exactly that means. Uh, but because that happened, so now like psychopomps have to go to them and be like, all right, here's what you're supposed to do. This is why we've remade you. And there's a line here like, yeah, but, you know, these guys have free will. And they can be like, okay, bye. Okay, thanks, bye. Thanks for that, though. <laughs> But they, they tend to gravitate towards positions and occupations that allow them to protect the cycle of life and death, such as hunters of the undead, midwives, morticians, and priests. Finally, I can roleplay my mortician. Been waiting for the race to do <laughs> my, this. Finally, I can roleplay my midwife. <laughs> Entire midwife adventuring party where you go and deliver babies. Fantastic. I mean, a wonderful reason for adventuring. We go from town to town helping deliver babies, and we get into trouble along the way. Or you're just like the best midwives, and the king's having a kid, and the Ooh. king has hired the best like midwives this. to adventure to his castle. I'm turning around on this whole midwife thing. <laughs> but what's cool about these guys is that they're, re like you were saying, they're reincarnation of souls that maybe deserve a second chance, but they don't get a third chance because there's that limited number. When they die, they're done, and that opens up the number of available, you know, that limited number of Duskwalkers so somebody else can get a second chance. So they kind of treat death with happiness they say when we die i want you to not only you know you can mourn me but then i demand that part of my funeral is a celebration that another person gets a second chance that's kind of cool I, I know that's in different cultures i don't know how well it was depicted but this is my only interaction with it you ever seen the james bond movie live and let die no Did you just sleep on me while you're answering that question <laughs> i don't know what that was that's kind of inhale <laughs> i think i said waking sleep apnea <laughs> 
Well, they do a point where it's like a, it's a sad procession holding, you know, with pallbearers holding a coffin down the streets of, I think, down the streets of New Orleans. And then it turns on a dime into a celebration and happiness and overjoy and they're dancing. And, and everyone's wearing like reversible outfits that goes from black to all these colors. And I, that idea, I think, was probably somewhere based in like their, their the, the Christian idea of, well, hey, he's dead, but he's in heaven now. So we can be sad that he's gone, happy that he's in a great place. I like seeing that here. That that's It was always interesting to me. I'm glad seeing it incorporated in a race. It's treading a little bit on Sam Sarans. A lot of this, I don't want to say is like exactly like Sam Sarans, but very similar themes of resurrection and the maintaining of souls and lives and a connection or a reverence to Phrasma. They're, they're a little bit similar, which is, I'm not complaining. I love Sam Sarans. In my opinion, way better. First, the idea that you only get in it once and, and how you don't get born out of another person. There's the limited number. These All these changes are awesome. I want to be born in the graveyard, Christian. That's what I'm saying. You know what? Hey, you know what? Hey, this is, again, we're appealing to the Christian part of this. I'm supposed to come back to life after I die. Thanks, Jesus. Appreciate that. I'm going to bust out of my grave. I, I'm going to be a dust walker. I'm a dust boy. <laughs> you just want that satchel of food, don't you? You just want to know what that ambrosia tastes like. You found it, Christian. Yeah, I don't call it ambrosia. I call it manna from heaven. Bam, another connection to the Bible. <laughs> I'm ready. I got them. I'm shooting them out left and right. Well, the lore of these guys are really cool. Let's take a look at their character traits. They get a plus two to dexterity, a minus two to constitution, and a plus two to wisdom. Duskwalkers are agile and wise, but their bodies are fragile. So overall, a good stat spread for most things. A negative to constitution kind of makes you want to stray from being a frontline melee combatant, but still very possible. Uh, wisdom opens them up to a lot of spell casting, a lot of divine classes, dexterity to a lot of martial classes. And then obviously the Inquisitor would be like the dream poster child version of a Duskwalker, I feel. Well, there goes my kineticist build where I'm controlling smoke. Wait, oh my <laughs> goodness, we need, I'd say I need to demand a new kineticist power smoke. That'd be awesome. Oh, I can be like smoke for Mortal Kombat. Duskwalkers are outsiders with the native subtype. We just saw this with the Aphorites. I'm assuming that's most of the races in this book. Given that there's only three and it's been two out of three, it has to be at least the most. <laughs> they are medium creatures with a 30-foot move speed. And, oh yeah, I kind of forgot to mention this, that these guys are always going to look similar to their parent race. They'll have traits if they're tieflings. Maybe they have like little horns and things like this. But they are never bigger or smaller than medium. So even if they're halfling, they'll just have like hairy feet. But they're not going to be small. Wait, I thought, th I thought they didn't have parents, though. No, of, of what they were before they were reincarnated. Ah, okay. You know, they can't copulate. So I can finally play a halfling. Yes, Christian, you can finally play your halfling without any of the halfling <laughs> stats. But they, they can't copulate on their own. They So it says that some of them do seek for families, but they do it through adoption. But I actually like this. I know this is essentially the same as the last thing, but I like this better. Something about being able to change your appearance a little bit more, but still having it based on something, who you were before, that I really like. And unlike before, since we talked so much about the picture before, the picture here is awesome. My goodness, her hair is down to her knees. Visually, the reminiscence of both Fetchlings and Samsarans. They have very pallid skin edging on a gray Would you blackish say uh ashy like where ash like reincarnated like, like boneyard Would you say that? and apparently they all need to have bones she's wearing bones her weapon is bones <laughs> her shoes are bones yeah, bone necklace. everything is bone dust walkers begin play speaking common in one of the following languages either abyssal celestial or infernal if they have a high intelligence score, they could choose from Abyssal, Celestial, Draconic, Dwarven, Elven, Halfling, Infernal, or Protean. So most of the outsider races, and then there's just a smattering of material races and also Draconic. 
I, I would flavor this probably like if I was an elf in my past, I would start with common and I would pick elven, that sort of thing. They have dark vision up to 60 feet. Duskwalkers have a skilled trait. They get a plus two racial bonus on knowledge religion checks and heal checks. Makes a lot of sense coming from Phrasma. And to note in this book, and in a few of the most recent book, the heal skill has gotten a lot of big buffs to it. So actually using the heal skill to treat deadly wounds is like a viable build path now. Really? I didn't yes. know this. Or if the we've already reviewed on- the Planar Adventures book before this episode's come out, I knew this. <laughs> uh, actually, skill unlocks went a, a long way of making heal useful again. They have Ghost Hunter in a Duskwalker's hands, in the eye of a ranger. No, I'm sorry, I won't play that again. I know every time I've done that, I've always had the music, but this will be the one time we won't. Any weapon can strike true against spectral beings. Their non-magical weapons will deal half damage to incorporeal creatures as if they were magic weapons, and their magic weapons can deal critical hits and persistent damage, even if they do not have the ghost touch property to those incorporeal creatures. And once per day is a standard action, they can focus their natural revulsion towards undead, and get to treat all their weapons that they wield as if they had the ghost touch property for one minute. That's pretty cool. It's nice to have, obviously, in general, ghosts and the like. Not super common, but if you're in a campaign that you know you're going to be dealing with them, this is very useful. And even if you don't run into them a lot, this is still a really cool ability. I just like having this. I like this idea. I like the whole thing about it. I was bored in a graveyard, son. I'm ready. I'm going to choke out that ghost. Watch me. <laughs> you're a brawler. You're just choking <laughs> It's the Ghost Strangler. <laughs> Duskwalkers have Ward Against Corruption. Duskwalkers gain a plus two racial bonus on saving throws against negative energy and death effects, as well as the spell-like and supernatural abilities of Undead and Sakils. They are immune to all abilities that would transform their bodies or souls into undead. Well, that last part makes a lot of sense for how they get like reincarnated and all that stuff. They get some final rest. I like it. I don't know exactly what sock kills are, but undead is... I think in a lot of campaigns, you'll come across them, so I could see this as being widely used. Sock kills are psychopomps that go crazy and want the flow of life to stop. So basically anti-people that made the Duskwalkers. Well, that is the last of their abilities. Christian, what do you think about the Duskwalker? Honestly, I don't care what their stats were. As long as they weren't bad, this would be a player race I would consider just because of its lore implications. I think their lore is really cool. I like the whole idea, and I think whether it is a PC or an NPC, there's a lot of really interesting stories you could tell, or a lot of stuff you can just hint at, just having a Dustwalker, having you wonder about why they came to be, how many are left, you know, what they were beforehand. You don't have to answer any of those questions, but they're there. And also, when a Psychopomp appeared, what was the mission it was given? Right. And mechanically, they're not bad. They got a nice stat spread. They have some useful traits. They're a little specific to undead, but that's not really a huge deal. This is the Planar Adventures book, so you're assuming you're going to be using these in that context anyway. So I like them a lot, actually. They're not actually not that edgy. They are not edgy whatsoever, I don't think. You don't think being born in a graveyard, not edgy? Not in that context, no. When they just show up wearing white robes and they got some food and they're like, hey, you want to raise me? I grow up slower, but I'm a lot smarter. <laughs> like, oh, yes, I'll take you in, little graveyard child. Come with me. I actually like them a lot, too. Everything you said I agree with. I like them in all aspects from their stats to the lore. Definitely pretty cool. And I mean, they're called Duskwalkers, so... Aha! I tricked you! I said I wasn't going to do it. You weren't prepared for it. I just set you up so that I could surprise you with it. And with a word like Walker in the name, you know that song's coming! Haven't you listened to enough episodes of us? 
How did that surprise you? What's the limit on this, Caleb? When do we stop? This ride never stops. There are no (laughs) brakes on the Walker, Texas Ranger train. And it fits well because his whole thing before he became a Christian was very spiritual, supernatural, commune with spirit sort of Native American thing. This is what Walker, Texas Ranger would be a dusk walker. He'd be a dusk boy. (laughs) How'd you stab that ghost? An old ranger trick. (laughs) I mean, the joke is set up there. The stats they give here are for a ranger. Dusk Walker Ranger, they know what they did and they knew what they wrought. (laughs) All I needed here was like, and the shape of their homeland always looks like a triangle. Well, that is the Dusk Walker. Next is Gonzi. Chaos people. Oh no, get ready for chaotic neutrals. Thank you all for listening. Class is dismissed. Pathfinder Academy is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great RPG podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? Email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. This episode was edited by Devin Tonnell. This is Johan Martins. Thanks for listening.